Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Today is the day. Steve Baker, a journalist, has to self-surrender in Dallas over his reporting on January 6th. This man works for the Blaze Media. He is unambiguously a journalist. The Biden administration has begun arresting opposition journalists. And now I can say Biden is Putin. Why should I draw a distinction? They screamed. They were ranting about Navalny being falsely charged and arrested. Opposition candidates being arrested. Biden is having his principal opponent in this election criminally charged. Democrats are waging political lawfare to stop Trump. And now journalists who dare expose the lies of the government on January 6th will face persecution and prosecution. Today's that day. I will add, I am recording this early. And by the time this story goes up, there may have been changes, but this story is important. I'd like to read it for you. Blaze News investigative journalist Steve Baker said the FBI wants him to self-surrender to the agency Friday morning in Dallas over his January 6th reporting. Baker told Blaze News he's been instructed to turn himself in at the agency's field office at 7 a.m. wearing shorts and sandals, which he said signals that the plan likely is to go for humiliation and place him in an orange jumpsuit, handcuff him and do the prisoner transport routine. He added that after he's taken to the Dallas courthouse, he'll appear at a 10 a.m. hearing before a federal magistrate. They didn't have to go this route, Baker told Blaze News on Tuesday. We've been told that my charges are only misdemeanors, and my attorneys have been assured that this will be an in and out affair with no intention to detain me. But rather than issuing a simple order to appear, they went the arrest warrant route. What's more, Baker said he still does not know what the charges against him are, noting to Blaze News the powers that be won't tell his attorney about the charges because they believe Baker will post them on social media, as is his right. Baker's Dallas attorney, James Lee Bright, added to Blaze News 
that withholding the nature of these charges against his client is a really unusual move. Bright also said he's hoping to get a copy of the complaint against Baker as early as possible Friday morning. Baker also said his legal team was told there are no requests to the court for detention, no need for bail, and the expectation is that he'll be released after the proceedings. Bright told Blaze News that he anticipates Friday's hearing to be simple. Quote, we do not know if there will be a pre if there will be pre-trial travel restrictions, although that has been the norm for J6 defendants, even for misdemeanor defendants, Baker also said. It has also been universal that no J6ers are allowed to travel to Washington, D.C., which for obvious reasons will have a deleterious impact on my work. We also do not know if there will be any other accompanying restrictions or orders, gag orders from talking about my case. No social media, limited social media, order to surrender devices and or firearms, all unknown. Wright told Blaze News that he's disturbed about what's transpiring with his client, especially given that Baker has been in full compliance all this time. Bright also said the federal government, three plus years later, going after people who are legitimate functioning journalists that day, appears designed to have an absolute chilling effect. This guy, Steve Baker, has been on Tim Kiss IRL after these charges were emerging. But I know for a fact that he worked alongside, not necessarily with the same company, but alongside friends of mine who are journalists, absolutely journalists. This is the Biden administration targeting opposition media in full force. These people are evil. They don't care for what's just. They don't care for what's right. They care for winning. And this is the emergence of, I don't like to use the word communism because that represents something from 100 years ago, but something new and authoritarian. I'm not a depressive person, but I'm not happy about this, Baker added to Blaze. I've prayed, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But apparently it's not going to. However, he also said it will be a relief to get this first step over with. Baker added that when he asked his other attorney, William Shipley, why the federal government is treating him like this, Shipley replied, you know why. You've been poking them in the eye for three years. Blaze Media Editor-in-Chief Matthew Peterson couldn't agree more, saying in a Tuesday evening statement that the federal government's treatment of Steve Baker is outrageous. He's had unknown charges hang over his head for years. But after we started working with him, the government sprang back into action. There was no need to put him in a jumpsuit or handcuffs, except as, humili as a humiliation ritual or a show, which seems to be exactly what they are planning on doing on Friday. We will be showing the world footage from January 6th that shows Steve was clearly present that day as an independent journalist. Government retaliation such as this against journalists contradicts the very idea of a free press, the purpose of our form of government and what was once the American way of life. Any journalist and shout it to Ducey should be asking the Biden administration why they are charging a journalist over January 6th. This is shocking. You know, man, there are people who have already fled this country because people ask that question. At what point? At what point is it time to flee? You look back to World War Two and many people, had, they fled Russia. They fled Nazi Germany. I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm just pointing out that there are people who are already fleeing because of things like this, because the Biden administration, the Democrats and the deep state are rogue evil authoritarian operatives, pure evil. You don't get more evil than this. Oh, they may justify their actions saying we stabilize the world. We prevent war. The ends justify the means evil. That's it. They don't need to arrest this guy. 
They literally don't. You can make an argument for, oh, there's got to be war with Ukraine. Tell me the argument. OK, Putin would would expand. He'd invade Europe, all that stuff. We've heard it. But arresting Steve Baker does what? What does it do? Nothing. Nothing. It's just malice. They're going to say government retaliation such as this against journalists contradicts the very idea of a free press. The purpose of our form of government and what was once the American way of life. This should not be happening in America. Baker announced in December that the FBI said the U.S. Department of Justice would be charging him for his January 6th reporting. But two days later, he noted the FBI said self-surrender was postponed until after Christmas. It's been a waning game ever since. They go on to point, uh, post an interview they did with him. We also had him on Timcast IRL. Last month, attorneys representing Baker told Blaze News the U.S. Department of Justice may be orchestrating a retaliation against Baker over his reporting. Quote, Steve's actions on January 6th have been known to the DOJ for three years. Baker's attorney said in a January news release, but it is only it is only now after Steve has broken two major stories, greatly embarrassing to the DOJ, that he is possibly being targeted for arrest and possibly felony prosecution. Any action taken to put him in handcuffs, hold him in custody and have him transported to court by federal law enforcement will be nothing other than retaliation for his recent reporting. Baker discussed his legal saga in a pair of October commentary pieces for Blaze, detailing the ins and outs of the federal investigation he's been under following his independent journalistic work on January 6th, which began before he joined Blaze News. Baker's first January 6th analysis for Blaze came last October, following countless hours in a House subcommittee office looking at frame after frame of January 6th closed circus video. And it had him wondering, did Capitol Police Special Agent David Lazarus perjure himself in the Oath Keepers trial? Soon after, the slow pace of getting an unrestricted look at everything recorded on the video prompted Blaze Media Editor-in-Chief Matthew Peterson's appeal to House Speaker Mike Johnson to release all the videos. Johnson did just that. Where's Congress to intervene? Congress should be serving as a check and balance against what the Biden administration is doing. Where are members of Congress to start going ham on this? Shout out to anyone who's in Congress who works in Congress, who hears this and bring it up to your members and say. Simply, if you're if a, as a member of Congress or your boss in Congress goes to the press and makes this an issue, press it and force Joe Biden to answer it, it could put a stop to this injustice today. We need that pressure. There should be commercials running for this. Joe Biden's DOJ has begun arresting journalists for covering January 6th. What is becoming of this country? Joe Biden is a fascist. And I mean that. He is an authoritarian machine establishment fascist. Now, people say he's a communist. He's not. He courts communists. They don't like him either, though, because of Israel. In January, Baker asserted that just released U.S. Capitol closed circuit TV video clips from January 6th show Lazarus gave false testimony in the Oath Keepers trial. And as he has exposed them, they have sought to retaliate. Last week, Baker penned his latest analysis, asking why Kamala Harris was at the DNC and not the Capitol on January 6th. Interesting, to say the least. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. 
With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. A New York City millionaire couple are left horrified after buying their dream home only to find it occupied by a squatter. Now, I'll start off by saying I don't inherently just trust the people that ran to the press. Arguing the guy who lives there is a squatter. Maybe. The story goes that uh, these two people wanted to buy a house. They want their kids to live in it. One of their kids has Down syndrome. A squatter is there and he refuses to leave. However, the squatter claims that he had an agreement with the owner before the home was sold, that he was the caretaker, that he would get to live there and he'd be paid a salary. I don't know that that's wrong. And this is a big challenge in a case like this. It may be the dude who lives there. They've released his name and photos of him. I mean, imagine this. There's an older guy and he says, I'll tell you what, I'll hire you. I'm infirm and I need assistance. I'll pay you 3K a week, which seems really high. But for a million, multi-million dollar home, maybe it's a very rich guy with uh, nobody to take care of him. And he says you can live here as part of your job. So you live there. Let's say you have an agreement, a lease or whatever. And then he dies. And now you're like, OK, what do I do? This was this was coming. Someone inherits the house or the house is taken by the state, whatever. The house gets sold and the new people show up and say, you have to leave. And you're like, I live here. I was told I could live here. The guy died. You can't just kick me out. It's complicated. Ultimately, though, I think the guy who lives there probably should leave and the owners say it's time to go. But I think the simple thing is, as I start this off, I want to make sure it's not so just hey, it's a squatter and he's evil. But I do want to talk to you about squatters and how to deal with squatters and the problem of the psyche of so many people. What I see in this country are soft, soft people. And, you know, I I feel bad because some of these people are just trying to be honest and play by the rules. So let's entertain this story and talk about on the surface, using some reporting generalities. I, I will keep it somewhat hypothetical. I don't know the full details. There's litigation happening right now. The guy who's currently living there, they call a squatter, said that he was never served a, a, vac- a notice to vacate or anything like that. And when they showed up to do work, he called the cops on them because he lives there. So perhaps he's just a squatter. Perhaps. The owners say that they've been dragged into this long, drawn out process. But, oh boy, let's talk about squatters. So here's what people don't understand. If you, uh, I, I see these stories where it's like, I went on vacation. When I came home, a guy lived in my house. I'm like, okay, let me tell you something. 
Let me just explain for you uh, what I would do. If I came home and found the locks on my doors changed and my keys wouldn't open it and it's my house and uh, I couldn't get in the garage or whatever, I would drop kick my own door open. Bang. And then I'd walk in. I have broken my own window before to get in my house. I have ripped the screens out because it's like, it's my house. It's my window. I'll break the window if I want. These stories are really fascinating to me. If I came home and someone had moved into my house, quote unquote moved, I would just, I don't know, kick the door in, go inside. And if I saw an intruder in my house, uh, well, I believe even in many of these most liberal states, not all of them, but, uh, but many of them, you are allowed to physically defend yourself from an intruder. You feel that you are being threatened. This is what I don't get. Like, listen, if I was in my house, okay, at any point in the day, and someone illegally entered it, that's called burglary, I would immediately assume threat to my life. Why wouldn't you? Are the stories like the home invaders peacefully walk in, take things and walk out calmly? No, they, they usually kill you. I don't know about usually, but they'll beat you. They'll tie you up. They'll kill. They, they'll, they could kill you. I, don't, I think it is the most reasonable thing in the world if someone enters your home to assume they mean to do you harm and your life is at risk. Defend yourself. So if I'm in my house and there's an intruder, I don't know when they got there. I don't know what's going on. All I know is they're not supposed to be there. Yo, it's physical force time. Like I am going to enter a, 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 an offensive stance, probably arm myself, and that person is leaving my home. Here's what ends up happening. I'd like to end. Uh, let's talk about this scenario. Let's say that you uh, are in your house and another person is in your house. You don't know who they are or why they're there. And they're yelling at you. You're saying, get out. And they're saying, no. Are you going to take your phone and say, hello, police, help. There's a man in my house and he won't leave. I believe he's claiming he lives here. Or are you going to be like, help, there's a burglar in my house. I fear for my life. This is the craziest thing. How is it that this Joseph is in, in Susanna Landa by this house and then are shocked to discover someone lives inside of it? Something here does not make sense. You don't buy a house without doing an inspection, right? Let, let, let me read a little bit. Let's go through this. They say a New York City couple bought their dream house for $2 million to retire alongside their disabled son, only to find a nightmare squatter who was refusing to leave. They both purchased the perfect mansion in Douglaston, where they plan to enjoy their retirement. The multi-million dollar property is located next door to, to family members and in a neighborhood where the land of family has spent their entire lives. Their dreams were crushed. And after buying the home in October, they discovered the house had been claimed by a squatter. Explain this to me. I have purchased many homes and buildings. There has never been a circumstance where I go to survey the property and there's someone living there. And I'm like, well, that means nothing. I have never gone to a property where after final inspection, before this, before you sign the documents, this is the craziest thing. I don't buy this story for a second. OK. Before you buy a house, you go through final inspection. Then you sign the documents. This is why. So if on the day they're supposed to sign the final finalizing documents, they go to the house and someone is living there. You then say, I'm not signing any documents as long as a person's living here. This is why I don't believe the family outright. I don't know about who the squatter is, but how did they buy a house without doing an inspection? Makes no sense. That's why these stories are always very strange to me. Like I'm saying, let me put it this way. I'm not a lawyer. It's not legal advice. I'm just saying 
If I came home and my locks were changed, I'm kicking my own door in because I don't know or care why the key doesn't work. It's my house. And if I find a person in there claiming they live there, I am going to physically remove them by force. (laughs) That's it. It's like there's no circumstance where there's a quote unquote squatter in my house. They're going to live there. It's not happening. But there are people in legitimate circumstances that will call the police and say, we came home from vacation and there's a man in our, this, this is why I don't believe these stories. I think something's off. I, I don't believe most of these stories. Say, I came home from vacation and there's someone living in my home. And the police say, it's a civil matter. Take, take it up with the judge. Why, why would you do that? In what circumstance would you, it makes no sense to me. Certainly there are people who are victimized and they don't know better. They come home from vacation and they find a guy is in their living room watching TV, eating their food and says, I live here. And so they call the police and they tell the police exactly what happened. The cops say, does he live there? And say, no. And then the cops show up and the guy says, I do live here. I've lived here for a long time. The cops are going to say, take it to court. Now, what if instead you called the police and said, a man is burglarizing my home right now. My family is in danger. Please get here. And when the police show up, you say he doesn't live here. He's a burglar. They're going to arrest him on the spot. There's nothing a burglar can say to be like, I actually live here. Imagine like imagine that scenario. You're in your house. A guy breaks in and he sits on your couch and you call the police. Help. We're being burglarized. And the cops show up. He's like, actually, I live here. And they go, OK, that's not going to happen. But there are people who do this. In this instance, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. It has become a nightmare. Four months after making the purchase, the Landa family are still unable to actually move into their home. Did they go through final inspection, buy the place, and then leave and come back a few months later? What happened? Court documents saying why he deserved to be living at the property. He says, uh, court documents show that Flores, 32, was indeed hired by the former homeowner, who was an elderly man. The man passed away in January of 2023, but Flores has claimed that he has a license to stay in the house from the dead former owner. As a caretaker, Flores was paid $3,000 a week to care for the previous owner. So that's true. They outright say it's true. That's crazy. Unfortunately for the land of family, squatters who have set up camp at a property for more than 30 days have rights in New York. It doesn't even sound like that's the case. If they're saying he actually did live there, this is wild, man. If you have no lease and you're not paying rent, what is your right? Not only has Flores taken over the land of family's home to be, they're claiming the squatter has also advertised the home to rent uh, rooms to other people. In the online listings, Flores advertised the Prince Room for 50 bucks a night to males, females, couples, families, etc., his rental services even had garnered three reviews, suggesting that Flores could have hosted parties. The land is taking Flores to landlord tenant court to try and get him evicted, but the court hearing is not until April. Long story short, he is still there. I think they're lying. We learned that this guy actually did have an agreement with the previous owner. He was being paid by the previous owner, and they bought a house without inspecting it. I don't buy it for two seconds. I don't. The homeowners tried to enter the property, and he called the cops on him. Good, he should have. The family have already had five hearings in civil court and are complaining that the process keeps getting delayed. They also mentioned that they're paying his bills. Something doesn't make sense. This seems like fake news. While Flores is living rent free in the family's dream home, they are paying all of the bills to keep the house up and running. Why? Why? He's racked up thousands of dollars in utilities, which they have to pay. They've been he's he's been leaving windows open 24 hours while they're paying the heating bills. It's very crazy. Our system is broken. I don't buy it. I don't I don't I don't buy this stuff for two seconds. I'm sorry. Like the reason why I want to talk about this guy, I hear these squatter stories all the time. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. If someone breaks into my house, 
Like they run the risk of being shot in the state that allows it. I can defend myself from someone who's threatening my life. Now, if I came home and there's someone living in my house, why is the assumption? I'm sorry, I'm not making the assumption that there's a peaceful intruder into my home. I have guns in my house. If I come in as a stranger there, they could be armed because I have guns. I'm not taking that risk. That person is being ejected physically from the property. And I think that's reasonable. This somebody's lying. Anyway, whatever, man, I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and we will see you all then. A mental illness crisis. That's what this this uh, uh, TikTok or this Instagram video says. It depicts a man wearing a dog mask, eating French toast while whimpering and making strange noises. Libs of TikTok tweets, we have a serious mental health crisis in this country. My friends, that is only technically correct. But of course, that is the best kind of correct. I'm going to play this video for you, which will disturb and offend many of you. But I want to talk to you about the current state of this country and what this is and why it is. And I believe for many of you, you may say, I knew that already. And some of you may say, interesting and very enlightening, Mr. Poole. I did not consider these things. Let me play for you this video of the man in the dog mask, which is also purple and blue. That's him wiggling his fists and going woo 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 and poking the French toast for no reason. And then going, well, yeah, just making weird noises. And then trying to eat the French toast through the, what appears to be some kind of, I don't know, uh, is that uh, faux, faux sweet? Yes, dog play or something, I believe this is called. Yeah, there, they, there they go, marking. I believe it's a, it, it appears to be a male doing this. Now, you may ask yourself, how is this happening? Wall Street Silver with the original tweet says, what would you do if your kids started behaving like this? Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. I can explain to you exactly what's going on, and I can welcome you, my friends, into reality. This is reality. You can call it mental illness. You can call it whatever you want, but this is the nature of humanity. It really is. And I know many of you may be saying, Tim, this is not normal. This is mental illness. No, uh, I, I, uh, I reject that. But let me not mince words and build the suspense any longer. Let me explain. My friends, today we live in a sphere a bubble of safety that has removed us from evolution. Not literally, not absolutely, but in a certain way. I was talking uh, 
to, to, uh, on the Culture War podcast last week. And uh, we were discussing whether or not women wanted to have children. The, uh, uh, the woman on the show, uh, Kristen Lacefield, said that if, w- if women had the opportunity for birth control, you know, way back in the day, they'd have used it. I disagree. I said, that's not true. Birth control would not have existed. Now, of course, there are certainly, you know, uh, stories of women who forced induced, uh, induced abortions in some ways or uh, had means of preventing preg- unwanted pregnancies. But for the most part, women wanted to have kids and did. And it's really simple why they did. If there were women who did not have kids, they simply ceased to exist. That's it. And so what was society? It was composed of those who survived and nothing more, nothing less. As technology advanced and we became more secure and safer, society evolved along with it. Let's start at the beginning. Traditional gender roles. How do those emerge? It's actually quite simple. If you have 100 men and 100 women in a tribe and 99 women die, your society ends because, well, 100 men might be efficient. They can build things. They can fight. But with no women, there's no more humans. So what happens? Men keep the women safe in, the, in, in their camp around the tribe. Some men stay to defend them because each and one of these men could die. If, 100, if 99 men die and you have one man and 99 women, your society still has a very good chance of survival. Women can hunt, women can build, and all of these women can have kids. That one man may get very busy, but there will be many children in nine months and there's a chance at survival. Not that it's absolute. It's still a huge risk having only one guy. But for the most part, with evolution, women are substantially more valuable because you need them to make more people. So what ends up happening is that in the early days of humanity, the tribes that it's, it's this is evolutionary psychology and biology, human tribes that would bring women on the hunt were less likely to flourish because those women were more likely to die. Now, women weren't always dying, but it's simple math. If there are two tribes, one tribe brings women on the hunt and one tribe doesn't. If one, even if, if there's even a 1% chance that the, the women hunting result in injury, death, or uh, miscarriage or something, that creates a slower process of, of advancement than those who do not do that. That's how evolution works. So what ends up happening is the human tribes that survive and expand and expand rapidly and win are those that keep the women safe. Naturally, this evolves as society develops into jobs and currency, in which case men are the ones who go out and work and women take care of the families as it had been for a long time. Where are we today and how does this relate to a man wearing a dog mask, whimpering and horting as he eats his waffles? Uh, I'm sorry, his French toast, not waffles. And there's no H in waffle anyway. I just wanted to say that. Uh, Look, there is no longer an evolutionary pressure. If this man existed 300 years ago, he'd probably just die. He would starve. He would get killed by a bear or something like this. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying people who have, let's just call it neurodivergent mental practices or ideologies wouldn't survive. Karl Marx would not survive. The ideas of communism can only exist in a post-industrial world. And they make these arguments, too. With the Industrial Revolution, we are now at this point where people can survive. And if they can survive, ideas that normally would die off persist. So here we are. This man with the weird dog mask whimpering would not exist 
were it not for the safety and security of legislation, police forces, the Constitution, etc. Now, many of these communists want to do away with all that. There are many people who advocate we should go back from whence we came and live among the dirt. Well, there are certainly advantages to that. Imagine this world where you have uh, all of these people who believe far leftist things. They don't want to work. They want health care. is a human right, they say. It's like, OK, what would happen if the power went out? These people would be the first ones to die. They wouldn't be able to survive. They don't want to work, so they don't. And what would happen? Go back a thousand years. Take two groups of people, one group that wants to work 24 seven and one group that doesn't want to work at all. And what do you get? Come winter, one group simply ceases to exist. Now, you can argue that there were groups that didn't want to work, so they would fight and they would steal and they would pillage. Sure, that's still kind of work, right? And you can argue that these leftists, these antipotypes are willing to smash things and destroy things to steal what they want. But take a look at modern conservatives, okay? You take your average group of people who are hard workers and they're going to defend themselves. They're going to believe in, in individual rights, weapons, etc., and they will not be easy prey. It is the old story of the ants and the grasshopper. So my point, my friends, the far leftist ideologies that we see could not exist in nature. You take this dog whimpering guy and you put him in the middle of the woods and you see how long he lasts. He wouldn't. But you take your average conservative country folk guy and put him in the woods and he goes, must be back home because it looks exactly like my home. You know, it's funny. You come out to West Virginia, even Western Maryland and parts of Virginia, you got people raising alpacas and everyone's got chickens. And so what happens? It's fascinating. That viral video of that woman being like, I had lemons in my fridge and I didn't know that I could eat lemons off my tree. And my friend was like, why are you buying lemons when you can eat lemons off your tree? And she's like, you can just eat fruit. Imagine that person being dropped in the middle of the woods. I don't know what to do. There's there's bugs. Eat those. There's fruit. Eat that. Do you know you can eat leaves? Yeah. OK, listen, I am no outdoorsman. I'm just some dude who lives in a like kind of rural place, a bunch of farms all around. I got chickens and I'm learning. And here's what I learned. You can eat leaves off of trees. What? Yeah, you can. There's things you got to do beforehand. But, uh, you know, I noticed the deer would come and buy. It's really great. There's a tree line where at a certain height, maybe about four and a half feet, all the leaves are gone evenly among all the trees. And it's really obvious why when you walk past it, because the deer eat the leaves off the trees up to a certain height. And so they shave the trees. It's fascinating. They don't stand up or anything out here and they eat the fruit as well. So the fruit at a certain height is typically left alone as it falls off and the deer eat them. They ate all my apples. The deer came and started eating all my apples. But it's fine. It's fine. We like the deer. They're food too. So they can eat the apples. And if I ever need to, I can eat them. But so I noticed the deer eating the, uh, the, the leaves. And I thought, I wonder how the deer uh, know which leaves to eat. And I wonder if it's nutritionally dense enough. Because we had a period where there were too many deer and they were starving. And it's because they were eating everything. So I read and I read that what you do is you take a leaf off a tree, rip it in half and rub it on your skin. And then you wait. Nothing happens. You take another leaf, you rip it and you rub it on the side of your lip. And if nothing happens, you take a leaf, you rip it and you chew on it. Then you spit it out and you wait. And if nothing happens, 
Congratulations. You found a leaf you can eat. I do not recommend eating leaves. And this is just something I read on the internet, so I could be wrong. Consult the nutritionist or a doctor before eating leaves. But that is the basic basics of survival. If you're trying to find food and you're desperate, you can eat certain leaves. We eat lettuce and spinach. We eat stuff all the time. We just cultivate that stuff so we know. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's fascinating that there are human beings who do not know you could even eat fruit off of trees. Yeah, we have persimmons out here. You can't eat those. Yeah, don't 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 eat. I guess it's funny because we have persimmons and there are people who are like, you can buy them in the store and eat them. But if you look it up, they can cause like uh, um, intestinal blockage and be really, really bad for you. There are fruits you can't eat and it's hard to know which ones. Through thousands and thousands of years, humans have developed enough knowledge to know which ones not to eat. I'd like to say thank you to all the people who ate mushrooms and died for passing on the knowledge so that I can enjoy mushrooms on my pizza. Because you don't know which ones are food and which ones will kill you unless someone tries. That's a sad reality. So where we are today is we are standing on the shoulders of giants. And those giants have paved the way and secured the world all around us. And thus, individuals like this can freely go to IHOP and whimper and make strange noises and behave in ways that would probably get them killed in the wild. But we protect them. We protect them. And then they vote. And where do you think that leads us? It's almost like it's a natural process. Evolution is perfect. As you get a buildup of certain functions, beliefs, practices among individuals who can't survive in the wild, they drag down your society and eventually causes a break where the system shatters and then only the strong survive. It's almost like evolution just naturally has a mechanism by which the system purges itself. Fascinating, to say the least. Well, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, 
When it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.